Good morning. How are you? Good, good. It's glad. I'm glad to have you this morning. It's going to be a great morning and a great day, and uh, just looking forward to it. Let's turn uh, to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. And uh, this morning, you know, this period of time here is called class coffee, uh, coffee and conversate. I about said it backwards. And uh, anyway, so conversate is not only to fellowship with one another, but it's also to conversate with God. And uh, so we want to take this time, a lot of times the Lord will lead us just to pray. And this morning what I felt like we were supposed to do is let's just talk about prayer. Let's talk about the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to read through it and kind of uh, teach on it for just a moment. And then uh, then we're going to pray. And uh, so, Father, we just thank you so much for opportunity to serve you and to worship you. Lord, I just read yesterday, somebody said that to, a prayer is an opportunity and a blessing. And Lord, to be able to pray and speak to the creator of the universe, to speak to our Lord, our God, our King, uh, there's a lot of people that don't have that right in the religions that they have, but we have that right to speak to the one and only all-powerful, all-knowing uh, all God, Lord, the creator of everything, and our Lord and our King. And Father, what an opportunity, what a blessing. And Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you that we have opportunity to have fellowship with you. That is a blessing. And Father, we just thank you for being with us, for never leaving us or forsaking us, and we praise you for this morning. We just ask that the Holy Spirit would enlighten our hearts and our minds and help us to renew our minds to everything that is of you, your character, your nature, so that we may walk more and more into that and become more and more like Christ every minute of every hour of every day, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, in Matthew chapter 6, um, let's, I tell you what, let's go back up to verse 5, Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, and it says this, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men, okay? So they love to be seen by men. In other words, what they liked was to appear holy because holiness and that today holiness is almost laughed at in our society, but still in church circles, uh, like coming into church, people still like to appear holy. Okay? But you know, maybe out in the world that's not cool anymore like it was then. At that point in their society, in their culture, that was cool. But in this society, uh, it's not quite the same. But as soon as you walk in most church doors, you're going to find somebody generally that's going to be like, oh, praise God. And, and they're not doing it because they're actually praising God. They're doing it because they want people to see how holy they are. And that's a problem, of course. That's an issue. And a lot of times when you see that, you have something in your heart that goes, I wish they wouldn't do that. You know. At the same time, you don't want to get into the place where you're hard on that because you remember when David was praising God down the streets, really acting a fool for God, his wife was up in the palace looking down watching him and she was in disgust and despised him and God didn't like that. 
And uh, it, she didn't like that at all. She ended up being barren for the rest of her life because she despised somebody worshiping God. And so sometimes in churches there's people that will worship and praise and do things, and it looks weird to you. But man, it's coming out of their heart. And the truth of the matter is, you don't know. You, know? you don't know what God's told them to do. And uh, to give you an example of that, I've, I've told this story multiple times, but uh, one time I was at a service, and uh, I, was, I was always the one who was quiet, and I would worship if I, were, if I raised my hands. You know, it wasn't like this. It was, it was you know, I was conservative. You know, I was, I was muted. But it was out of my heart, but it was that way. And the Lord was dealing with me to come out of that shell because what part of that shell was just my personality, but another part of that shell was the fear of what people would think. And there was something that was holding me back from the reality of what God had for me. And so I had, and so the Lord started dealing with me and saying, hey, you need to come out of that shell. Why? Because he wanted me free. He wanted me to be able to express worship and praise uh, to him, to tell people about God and not be worried about what people thought. Okay? And, and so I was sitting at a service. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't our, my normal church, but the Lord had told me to go to this service. I'm at this service, and they're praising God. And, uh, and about that time, the Lord says, uh, jump or dance. And I was like, I don't want to dance, Lord. No, no, I don't want to do that. And uh, so, I, and then I, I knew that it was God, right? And so now if I don't do it, I'm being disobedient. And I didn't, my flesh did not want to do that. But I knew it's better to be obedient than the sacrifice. I got into a good place in my heart, and I was like, all right, I'm giving this to you, and it's out of love. And so I'm in front of all these people. I mean, there was probably 100 people there, and uh, I just, I was like, you know, just a little bit, you know, just keep it right here, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was just, just a little bit, you know, and, uh, I was, and I was just, God wanted me, God was longing for me to worship him. And not just with what I was willing to give him, with everything I had. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, eh, a little bit more, you know. <laughs> and so I, I started jumping, you know, and I was just praising God like this. And then he said, then he said, are you going to let go? You know, are you going to drop the cares of the world? Stop being entangled by it and worship me. And so I just, I just started praising. I was, I was doing, I was praising God and, and just dancing and everything like that. And I'm going to tell you, whew, I'm going to tell you that um, when I did that, there was stuff that was on me that broke off. I didn't even know it was there. But from that moment forward, I was free of a lot of that junk. And it just, it set me free. Now, who would think that dancing in front of the Lord, just that simple act would do it? But see, it went way beyond just an act. It was a portion of my heart. And what was I willing to do and be obedient for God? Well, here's the other thing. When you're obedient to God, it doesn't just affect you. It affects people around you as well. And so I had people come up to me. They said, I love watching you worship. Watching you worship brought a joy and a freedom to me. 
And I went, oh my gracious, you know, that was, that was crazy to think about that. And then you look over in, um, like in Acts, and it says, you remember, um, I think it was uh, Paul and... Silas, yeah, Paul and Silas in the jail, they started praising God. They were in the inner part of the jail and everybody in the jail heard them. They're not being silent with their praise and the locks fell off the whole house. Well, here's, here's a good symbolism in that is you don't know when your praise sets the person free beside of you, okay? And then I saw that happen in that praise. So here's the, here's the thing. You don't want to give it because you're, you want other people to see it. You want it to be out of your heart, and, and you just want it to be out of the love that you have for God. Uh, you don't want to do it just for other people, but at the same time, you want to be obedient to whatever God wants to be. And so when you see somebody doing something in church and you think it's weird, you never know. God might have told them to do that, like he told me to do that that night. Because just as many people came up to me and said, I love to see you praise. There was probably several people going, look at that idiot, you know. And, but they don't know what I experienced, and they don't know what God was telling me to do. And so it's very good for us to keep that balance and not have judgment, of course. And so a lot of times, even in our praise in here, somebody will start getting loud, they'll start doing different things. And if it's out of order, the Holy Spirit will tell me. I've had that happen before. He'll say, because there is an order, there's, a, there's an authority in here. And if it's out of order, the Holy Spirit will tell me. And sometimes things are out of order, but the Holy Spirit says, let them go. They're, they're, they're not doing it right, but they're, doing, they're trying. You know, and that's okay. I, that trying is good. But if it's out of order, the Holy Spirit will tell me to stop them. But a lot of times, if they're, if they're just getting loud, they're letting God be who God is inside of them. And you don't want to be like David's wife up in the palace looking down with disgust. Let them praise. Let them express themselves to God the way that they need to. And so it says when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites. So the point of this scripture is this is you don't ever want to be, well, let me show how religious I am and how much I love God. Let me show uh, this. You don't want to be like that. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. And then he says to, to that, truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. In other words, there's nothing else coming to them. Well, how many times, I know I've been there before, where I'm like, let me show how religious I am. And whatever I was praying for, I'm not getting anything out of it. I already had my reward. People saw that I was religious. You don't want that kind of favor. You want the favor that God says highlights you in people's eyes. And he does it because of your heart. And so when we pray, we shouldn't be like that. It's not saying that you shouldn't do things that people are going to see. You should be obedient. You should hear from the Lord and do those things. Verse 6, But when you pray, but you, when you pray, go in your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. That's how you want it to work. Okay. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. 
So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So have you ever seen somebody that's like, Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need healing. Lord, I, I ask you for your healing, Lord. Give me your healing. Healing, I need it. Healing, Lord, Lord. That's, that's not doing anything. Alright? That's, that's not doing anything. You know? Or, or I've seen people like pray in the spirit, and they say the same thing, you know, and and that's not necessarily doing anything either. You want to be led by the spirit and let that. That's a place to start. Um, I, I'm not teaching on praying by the spirit, so I'll push that aside. I can answer those questions again later. But there, you're not trying to just repeat things just for the sake of repeating things. Okay. You're, you're looking at praying out of your heart. And here's how the Lord really shows us and tells us how to pray. First of all, you come in with thankfulness. You, you ask the things of God. And then you praise him for what you know is already coming in answer. So now let's say that you're praying for healing. You ask for healing. You don't have to go back to God the next 20 days and ask him for healing every morning. But you can go back to God and, and when healing comes up to you, you can say, Lord, I thank you for what I prayed. I know that I have what I've asked of you. It's according to your word. Thank you for it. I praise you for that healing that's mine. You know, or that provision or whatever. So instead of you're getting in the place of, of always asking, because if you're always asking for it, did you really believe that you asked? And believe the first time, did you really believe that you had your prayers answered when you, you see? But, and that's where we have to understand, okay, am I really believing? Because if you're really believing, let's say that you pray something, you ask God for it, it says by faith and patience, by faith and patience we receive the promises. All right, so apply faith, now apply patience, and you have, you'll get the promises. All right. So if we really believe, here's what happens. We ask, and then if you really believe that God heard you, he's bringing that answer to you, what's going to happen at that moment? You're going to get happy because you know that it's done. You know that it's done. So now thankfulness and praise for what is done should be natural. So that's kind of uh, a symptom of real faith is hope, a joyful, confident expectation. Okay, So if we have that hope in these things, we're in joy, confidence, and expectation, that's going to be a natural symptom that we were actually in faith. All right. So now let's get actually into the prayer and look at this. This is good. This is a prayer that you should be praying. You know, uh, This is a good pattern for us to pray. And it's also good for us to just keep in mind because he sets some things here that are really good. Verse 9, pray then this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. All right, now, first off, we recognize that the seat of God's uh, throne, his rule is in heaven. So we know that he's here, here. In other words, the first thing that we're recognizing, and this I'm just going to general teaching on this, and we're not going into a huge depth, but in general, we're recognizing that you are at, in the seat of authority. In other words, who I'm praying to is not some pipsqueak. <laughs> we're praying to the Lord who is over all. And when we pray, you have the power to change things. Yeah. You know? Now, We've all grown up pretty much in America and in this society, and the truth of the matter is most people don't expect their prayers to be answered when they pray. 
That's a reality of today's church in America. Uh, well, we need to change that. And if not, if, if they never change it individually, we need to change inside of us where we get to the place where we recognize God sitting on the throne. He loves me, and when I pray according to his will, those things happen. I'm not talking about some of the time. I'm talking about all the time, all right? So this is something we need to start moving ourselves to and moving our hearts towards. So first thing we're recognizing is you are in the position of rule and authority, and I recognize that. Next thing, he says, hallowed be your name. Now, it's interesting because it's like, uh, come here, Seth. Let's say that, that Seth is God and he walks in here and all of a sudden we're like, dude, you're awesome. Hallowed, you're holy. You are so holy. What I love about this scripture is it does this. It doesn't even go to it's obvious that he's holy, right? It says this, you're so holy, just your name is holy. Not, not the person, not the character alone, not the nature all by itself. Look, it, all of that is so holy that when people speak your name, holiness is there. Yeah, I ain't talking about you. <laughs> see, he said, you're going to give me the big hit. But see, you are a chip off the block. And we are holy through him. You're the righteousness of God in Christ, so you are holy. But it's not your doing, it's through Christ. Amen. Yeah, amen, amen. So, I love this. It, it, it starts, if, if something's holy in terms of God, does it not demand that we worship and praise it? So it's kind of like this. Lord, I've got to, what it's saying is, I'm coming in in full praise, in full worship of who you are. I've got to worship you so much, when I think about just your name, worship should come out of me. That's what that's talking about. Well, that sets you, now, you're primed now. When you get to the place where you recognize who he is and how holy he is, well, all of a sudden, what does that do inside of you? Who am I talking to? Who, who am I talking to? I'm talking to God here. I'm talking to all-powerful God. Almighty God. He can just think about it. Move his little pinky. And, and stuff moves. I mean, it's just... Why? Because he's who he is. He's God. So it's recognizing and honoring and esteeming who he is. Well, now, am I primed to get my prayers answered when I get really in that place. Oh yeah. And so these are. this is not just prayer that says I just go through and read this. No, this has got to do with your heart and what's on your heart and what's at the core of who you are. This is not just go through and read it. This is a template for us to, to operate by. This is learning how to bring the kingdom of God manifested in this earth. Okay? Verse 10, your kingdom come. In other words, one of the things that should be on our heart all the time is your, uh, when, you, when you see the word kingdom, one of the best things, this is something the Lord showed me years, years ago, is when you see the word kingdom, you ought to think the king's domain. Okay, So in other words, the domain 
of the king, your rule, your order, your righteousness, your holiness, your power, your gifts, your promises, if it belongs to you, let all of that come right here. And then it gives you a focus, not just in heaven, not just in heaven. You know, I want that stuff done in heaven. That's the king's domain. That's the king's place of rule. But he says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, see, a lot of times the way that we even do that when we repeat the Lord's Prayer, we'll say it like this. And, and I will say that because we've you know, metered this thing out in a certain way, it actually has affected how we believe. Because we'll say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, give us this day. And, and we don't know, yeah, it's monotone, there's no life in it. We don't really know what it's saying there. But if you'll notice, that verse says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, a lot of times, we, the as it is in heaven, it might be talking about as it is in heaven, you know, uh, I said it just a second ago. As it is in heaven, um, give us this day our daily bread. You see? So we kind of run the sentences together. We don't know really what the point is, but what he's saying is this. The way that your will is done in your domain in heaven Jesus said to pray this way. Now, he's expecting you to pray in faith. That way in heaven be done right here on earth. The same way. Now, here's that. Okay, great, Brian. But let me ask you this question. Is there any sickness in heaven? So effectively, what Jesus is saying is, sickness be gone on earth just like it is in heaven. Is there any... Uh, um, need for protection in heaven no because you're kept you're protected so what it's saying is protection be in my life on earth just like it is in heaven and i should expect that that's how it should be now is there any lack in heaven nope so what is it saying provision of god be on earth in my life just as it is in heaven all that's packed and every piece of salvation is packed in that one sentence where jesus said pray this way red letters pray this way i'm expecting you to believe this way then it says give us this day our daily bread so a lot of times, you know, we're going through life and we're like, well, maybe God will bless me today, maybe he won't, you know, and that's what religion has taught us. No, no, no. God has given me fresh, daily, beautiful bread from heaven every single day. In other words, he is providing all my needs constantly. Even when I can't see it, he's in the process of providing for me. He's constantly, constantly, let me say it again, constantly in the process of providing my needs, whether I can see it or not. Now, the difference is, am I believing God for it? Now, that can change things. Because if I'm not expecting it, then I'm putting faith in the lack, and God says, I will have those things that I believe. So it's my responsibility and our responsibility to believe God for his promises. Verse 12 and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So what he, we're saying is, Lord, we need your mercy today. 
I need forgiveness. I, I may have messed up. I may have done some things wrong. I need your forgiveness in my life. And you know what? People around me, they need my forgiveness. And so right now, I just release them from everything. So if this is one of those things that we're praying on a regular basis, let me ask you this. At the very, at the very worst, how long should you have unforgiveness in your heart? Yeah, maybe a day. But every, every, you ought to be constantly looking at this, and if you legitimately mean it, then you're, you're letting go of stuff in, constantly, all the time. As soon as, matter of fact, if you look at the scriptures, just if you went by this prayer and said this prayer every day and meant it, you would forgive everybody every day. And so you would carry no unforgiveness, no bitterness anywhere. But we got people that are racked with unforgiveness and bitterness uh, in this society because we've been taught, you know, you do something to me, I'm going to do something to you. You know, that, that's what we've been taught. But uh, really what we should be is we should see things, we should already know this, we should walk into situations like this. Uh, I, man, I really like Seth, he's awesome, and uh, the truth of the matter is he's probably going to do something that makes me mad, and you know what, I've already forgiven him for whatever it might be. So that when something happens, if he does something, right, it's already forgiven at that moment. <clears throat> I never accept it in the first place. I never have to deal with it because I've already gone into every situation going, you're forgiven. I'm not holding anything against you. Now, if they continue and they continue and the Lord says, you know, don't hang out with them anymore, it doesn't mean you have to sit down with them and, and you know, hang out with them every day. You know, if they're doing evil, they're doing wrong, that's not the kind of people that you, that you hang out with all the time. But if they just mess up and they did something, they, they probably didn't even know it anyway. I've found that most people, uh, most people are not out there trying to do wrong. They, they're just deceived. They just have a wrong way of thinking that, you know, they've been taught and they've accepted. So we should be constantly in forgiving. And believe in God for forgiveness for us as well. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In other words, don't lead us. I'm trusting that your lead will take me into the places where I'm not tempted. And when I come against evil, I already know that you have protected me from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For you have the power. Yours is the king's domain. What I'm talking about, what I'm asking for, it's the king's domain. And you have that power and glory, and it's yours forever, and I give it to you, so be it. Let, you know, let these things be. And then it says in 14, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. So, now, in Luke 11 excuse me, Mark 11, uh, 20 through 24, which is kind of the kingdom process that we've talked about before. One of the things it does is you pray, you ask, you believe that you've received and you will have it. And then it says, and forgive. You know, this is a constant thing. This is one of those big overlooked things in the body of Christ. It's like, have faith, have faith, have faith. But every time Jesus said, have faith, he said, and forgive. And forgive. So it's a really big deal. So let's just take... Uh, just a few short minutes here. We've kind of we've kind of been meditating and ruminating on the heart of this prayer, but let's pray together for a few minutes and just join with me and let's pray this way, okay? Just let let the Lord lead us. 
said, Father, Father, you are in heaven. We just praise you. Lord, thank you that you are on the throne. Jesus is seated with you, and Lord, we are seated with him. Lord, we thank you for the rule and authority that you have given into our lives so that we may declare how the earth should be. Lord, this is our job as the light of the earth is to bring into being the rule, the king's domain, into this earth. Where it can be dark, we are to be the light. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, your, your name alone is holy. Father, right now, we just worship you. We praise you. Lord, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, just, just worship him here for a second. Just, just open up your heart and worship him however you would like to do that. Father, we worship you and we praise you. <clears throat> Lord, we just give you the glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You are holy and worthy. Every piece of you, if it's connected to you, it's holy or else it couldn't be connected. Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Lord, let your domain come on this earth. Let your will, the, the desires of your heart be on this earth just as it is in heaven. Lord, let the desire of your heart be in each person's life. Let it be in their home, in their job, Lord, in their car. As they sleep, let your will be done. Lord, you desire even to give to them while they're sleeping. While they're sleeping, Lord, you are in helping them to increase in wisdom and favor. Lord, you're, you are dropping their name on the hearts of people around them that they need favor with. Let your will be done even while they sleep on this earth. Lord, we receive your goodness and your graciousness. Lord, we don't stand for things that are not you in our homes, in our lives. We don't stand for that. We want your will done on earth as it is in heaven. That comes down to us, Lord. It comes down to our choices and our decisions and what we allow and what we disallow. And Father, we just thank you that you have given us the authority to see for real your will manifest in our lives. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Father, not only what we eat and not only our, you know, our meals and our provision, physical and, and material provision for today, but Lord, give us our spiritual provision too. As we go into this service here in a few minutes at the 11 o'clock service, Lord, you got some daily bread in there spiritually for us. And Father, we just ask that your, that your daily bread would, would just give us the nutrition that we need. Lord, to give us the energy and the power to run on for this day and this week, Lord. And we praise you for that. Lord, let your, let your life be in us. 
Lord, and we just ask your forgiveness, stuff that we messed up on, things that we have missed. Father, we need your forgiveness. We need your mercy. And we praise you for it. Thank you for the grace of Christ that forgives us. And Lord, let us step, uh, not just stay in that place where we constantly need it, but let us grow to the place where we use your mercy and grace. Uh, we need it for forgiveness even less. Less and less and less. Because we are acting more and more like Christ. But Lord, let us give grace also and mercy and forgiveness to the people around us. We won't hold on to stuff. We let it go right away. Maybe somebody's messed us up at our job. Maybe they made a wrong choice. Maybe somebody in our family has told us the wrong things. Right now, we just let that go. If you let all the stuff go in, in our lives like you did, then surely we can let that kind of stuff go. Stuff that would condemn us uh, to hell forever you forgave us of, surely we can forgive them for speaking out of emotion at some point or doing something like that. And you know why? Because even if they did something that affects us, even if they did something that affected our life, I know who you are. I know my source. And that's, it's going to be okay. I will, I will pick up the challenge of faith for myself to have your daily bread in my life however I need it. And I forgive them right now. I forgive them. And Lord, don't lead us into temptation. Lead us into the places of triumph. We trust you that we are always being led to triumph by taking the hand of Christ and deliver us from evil. Lord, now that your, your son said to pray this way, he's expecting us to pray in faith. This should be an absolute, Lord, that we know that no matter what we face, your hand of deliverance is always there with us. And Lord, we put faith in that, in that fact, in that truth, that you want, us, you want us delivered. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, we just give you the glory. As these things manifest, as these things take place in our life, we point it back to you. As people say, look what's happened to you. Lord, we just say, God gets the glory. For his, for you, Lord. For yours, Lord, is the kingdom and the power and the glory. You are the one that does good. And Father, we praise you and worship you. Let all these things be in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us.